while your day is winding down. Just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Show. I'm Chris McCarthy. Marcus Farrow is with us uh, here on South Coast tonight. In mind, body, and spirit. <laughs> he's here. He survived the feast weekend. I did. He's, he's here. So we were talking about these, the feast, Marcus. Yeah. Again, folks, we will come back to the Donald Trump story if we have anything for you. But they don't either. No one has Nobody anything. Nobody has anything, right? really, it's... Nobody has anything. In fact, it's just all we have is a statement from the president. So we'll have more and about And everybody's going to tell you this is the most unprecedented right. thing in the history of precedents. And, right. and it's like, yeah, that's true, but that's just not... That's not news. Right. That's just right. commentary. And we, and, we, and we don't have any information to discuss, really. It is it's just, you know, but we have a lot of local news that did happen. Yeah, weekend, a lot of right? local stuff that happened, stuff that's within your control, stuff right. that's close to you. Stuff, so that, stuff that you could have participated in, but you didn't. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, or right. you might have. But, yeah. but we had a lot of political candidates come down to the feast. We were talking about it, that, that it is really a great... Great thing for the year. Well, so I talked to, I, I got a few minutes to talk with um, A.G. Healy on the record, right. uh, and she was there. She was touring the Feast Grounds with Mary Mitchell. They have a famously good relationship, right. uh, good. and uh, Mitch, uh, it was Mitchell, Tony Cabral, Bill Strauss, um, Chris Markey was there. Andrea Campbell, who she was campaigning with in Boston earlier in the day, uh, because I guess they're, you know, in it together, right? right? Uh, they, she came down as well, Andrea. So we got to talk to her for a little bit. But Maura Healy, I was talking to her about the feast, and she was serving food with Mitchell and the and the Baracas, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I asked her, "Are you going to Baker and Plato come down every year? Are you going to come down every year?" And she said, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh yeah, you know, she was down here when she was running for AG and all that." And right. she said, "I'm going to be down here uh, every year and be back to New Bedford a lot." What I thought was. And I want to talk about the other. And she has an office in New Bedford for the AG's office. She does have an office she, right so, on Union, uh, no, William Street. Williams, right down from Street. City Hall. Yeah. Um, which I always thought was a good, good, good development for the area. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, she, she does have an office down there. But, she, but what I, um, so, and I want to talk about the other candidates who made it down. Because uh, I, I think, first of all, I, I appreciate that. I know you do, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, so, uh, she... I asked her, I said, you seem to get along with Mayor Mitchell very well because she had a commentary about his job performance I can only describe as effusive. It was, he's done such a great Which job. Which means what? Effusive means unrestrained praise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, unrestrained praise. So um, she was like, he... He does such a good job with wind. He brings opportunity. The spirit of the uh, there's you know all kinds of vibrant developments happening in in the New Bedford, and this, it's the spirit you know that it, it's like because of Mayor Mitchell, everybody's so happy. Right. It was it was really it was really like nice commentary. It was nice, and um, Mitchell was standing right there. So I wonder. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was weird for him, but right. he was he was standing right next to her. Yeah. yeah, I think he was okay with it. So. So she, I asked her, I said, you seem to have a good relationship with him. Uh, what, uh, you know, how do you plan on using that relationship to bring opportunity down here? Right. And she talked about having a partner in the state 
You know, she talked about, oh, all the things that Mayor Mitchell's doing in New Bedford and talking about wind, obviously, offshore wind right. and, you know, the just the waterfront developments, uh, the ocean cluster and, and you know, all of the, to the tourism developments, right? And she said, I think about, uh, you know, what it's like. Uh, I think about what can happen when we have a partner in the state to bring those relate, bring those resources into the cities for what they need. Now, I'm not sure maybe I'm reading too much into this and I have a problem doing that because this is what I do for a living. Right. But I'm not sure if she meant the partner at the state is her or John Mitchell. No, I would say that she meant it was her. Maybe. Um, but why was she giving Mitchell such high marks? Right. On right, the record. Right. And then talking about partnering in the state to bring in resources, well, like saying this. all that. Yeah. So she's saying he's done all of this stuff. He is amazing. She, I mean, I'm telling you, the stuff he said, and you can read it in the column, was uh, was completely, it was, again, effusive, unrestrained praise. So I'm wondering if she's got such a strong relationship with him and she thinks that wind it, you know, he's been so good with wind, right. and she understands the importance of wind. She okay. did a harbor tour with him. Right. I wonder if there's a position in in her in her administration for Mayor Mitchell. I'm, you know, I know we talk about this a lot. You know, what's, I mean, I, what, what's John Mitchell's next move? I right? think that but that's like, a very reasonable, Marcus. I, I'll tell you what. I think you've uncovered a new development in that. Maybe nothing, but it may be nothing. But but it may I be think something. Maybe something, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that. Look, I think John Mitchell's done a good job as mayor. I do too, and I don't want to see the guy go. I mean, every time we talk about this, I feel like we're saying we don't want him to go. But you know, we, but but that's not my point at all. Yeah, my it's a regular thing. It's like, what's John Mitchell's next move? Right, 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 yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of talents, and what you're telling me is that clearly, and, and Mitchell has spotted them. And Mitchell said uh, here on BSM, not necessarily on on this program or, or to you or me, but I think maybe to Tim. Uh, that him and Maura Healy are, are good friends. They yes, have a good relationship. I correct, yes. Yeah, I, maybe it was on Phil's show. He said they're good friends. They have a very good relationship. So, and she has to fill out her administration. Well, let's assume that she's going to be elected. I think that's a face fair, fair assumption. Yeah. So, she has to fill it out with people, not that she likes, but that she trusts. Yes. People that that, that are going to be able to get things done. Yes. Because you can make major mistakes. You're you're in the spotlight then, right? Right. So you, you, whatever your people do is what you did, yeah. right? So, so if she believes the things she's saying about Mayor Mitchell, which I think she does. Right. They seem very sincere. Uh, then you'd think that when she's filling out her administration, she has to consider a, a municipal leader that she feels has done an excellent job. Right, right. And um, so I, I think I think that's a very interesting development, Marcus. I do, particularly now that she's obviously. Tell you what, Mayor Mitchell's coming on this week. We'll just ask him. Right, right, right. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, the um, I would say that. Um, Look, if you if you if you Healy and you're and you're and part of our team, you um you're looking at it right now. Not so much what do we do in sept in September, what do we do in November? It's what do we do in January? Yeah, right. Because look, the the Republicans have, didn't even show up. Well, well, that's not true. I guess I guess Deal showed up. He showed up briefly. He didn't make much of a thing of it, right. uh, and he insulted a city councilor, uh, honestly. So um, <laughs> I, I you know whatever he was there. He didn't. I guess he didn't. Um, Did he pay this time? I, 
Who knows? He didn't have a bus, so he, I didn't hear. He didn't you, pay for the bus. There was no bus. The there was no bus. We would have known about the bus if there was the bus there. The bus was there, but um, I didn't see Dodie, and I looked through Dodie's Twitter feed. And yes, listen, so if you didn't post about it, if you just went there and didn't post about it, that's then, stupid too. Then that's... you're then you're yeah, then you're a dumb dumb. Right. So um, dumb dumb. So so Dodie wasn't there. Right. And if he was there, it's his fault for not posting it. Correct. Right. So Dodie wasn't there, which again, political malpractice. Right. Deal was at least there. There's no other place to be. He came. Yeah. Right. There's no That's other place the to be. That's that. That is the point. And there's no other. Where else are you? Gonna, what are you doing? Listen. Right. So so if you're not you said, here, looked, did, uh, so so Marcus, here's, here's the way I look at it. We know who was here and who wasn't here. Right? Yeah. But but we don't know who's on the North Shore, who's in the South Shore, you know, places that are outside of this area, right? Well, so we know, but but we know if you didn't make it here, you're missing a lot of the. I'll tell too, you right? something, Eric Lesser, Senator, State Senator, co-chair of the Gateway Cities Caucus with Tony Cabral. Just read his resume, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he came down from Longmeadow. Right. I'm reading his resume because he came, he got, he came here, which is Longmeadow is a suburb of Springfield. Yeah. He came down from Longmeadow to march in the feast parade and meet some of the, the patrons of the feast. Right. Right. And he was, I, I saw him, you know, out there like engaging with the people in the parade and then engaging with people afterwards. So that tells me that Eric Lessa makes all those events. Yeah. Right? That, that's what it tells well, The reason is what I'm saying, folks, is that, is that. There's no other place politically to be except the feast. Not, weekend, not on that right? week. Yeah, not on that weekend and for sure. So, so if you miss that, that means you're also missing, oh, I don't know, the big Greek festival down the Cape. Yeah. You're missing whatever, the Italian festival in Springfield. I mean, you're missing stuff. You're missing all these. Yeah, it's the flagship cultural celebration of the South Coast. So right. if you don't show up, I can only assume you're not prioritizing the right. South Coast, right? right? Or you're, not, you're, you're just, you got not much, not much of a campaign. Right. So, so we know who was here and who wasn't. Yeah. So Eric Lester, Eric Lester was here. He asked me to take a picture with him. Actually, it's on his social media. But uh, Eric Lester was there. Uh, he was with Chris Hendricks and, and Tony Cabral and the, the rest of the delegation. I know Hendricks and Cabral have endorsed him. Kim Driscoll came down. Uh, Councilor uh, Abreu, City Council President Ian Abreu, put on a you know the One South Coast Chamber fundraiser. Uh, not fundraiser, uh, mixer event, right on yes. Friday at noon. He put that uh, he put that on in the feast grounds, and Kim Driscoll, uh, along with Diana Desaglio, showed up. Um, so Kim Driscoll's another candidate for lieutenant governor. So Marcus, um, we have a little correction. Which um, oh man, the, the, no, no, it's okay, it's good. I, I like these kind of corrections. The um, I don't like them. the attorney general's office is now located at the Bank Plaza, seven hundred Pleasant Ave, Pleasant um, Street. It's oh. moved to Pleasant Street. It used to be on William Street, but now it's on Pleasant Street. Like a block over. Yes. So I like that. that that's that's a, um, I yeah, like yeah. getting those kind of corrections. The Bank of America building. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Not no, even I, either. Yeah. I didn't know that. I like that. That's yeah. cool. I totally didn't know that, so yeah. I appreciate that. That comes from Brian Gomes, city councilor. Okay. Um, so they're all listening. Brian Gomes was there? Of course. You know, the listening. city council, but yeah, they're all listening. The city council was uh, The city council was there. Obviously, the mayor was there. School committee. I saw school committee members there. They're, they're expected to be there. Sheriff Tom Hodgson was there. DA Quinn was there for... Uh, Sheriff Hodgson was there for at least three days that I saw, maybe four. Um, uh, Quinn... Um, Quinn, I saw Tom Quinn there two days. He might have been there more. I saw him on two days. Uh, his opponent, Shannon McMahon, was there for the opening ceremony. Um, so Mike Rogers was there at the right. opening ceremony. Right. Uh, Mark Montigny. Yes. Uh, I got to talk to him a bit. We were talking about the fun conversation about Billy Bulger. Right. Right. So, right. Um, and Mark will probably be around this week for us. Uh, yeah. As well. Um, we'll have we'll have a, we'll have a totally action packed show um, throughout the week. Uh, Marcus, the, yeah. uh, the 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 folks who come down, they obviously come back as we yeah. saw baker was back he really enjoys it it's fun you know um 
it is the people here really appreciate it. That's the one thing. I, that's that's the thing. Again, it's the flagship cultural celebration of this region. And if you don't show up again, I have to wonder what you think of the people down here. Like there are, you know, there are people that are running for statewide office that did not show up here, right? That did not show up, and maybe they had something going on, but. I can't imagine it's more pressing than showing up to a festival of a hundred thousand people, right? To right. get to to meet them and get your name out there. And again, you can blast in and blast out and put it on social media. And there are people that didn't go that were so. Here's the thing with the feast parade, right? You can't march in the feast parade unless they don't let campaigns march in the feast parade. Right. So if you're just if you're Chris Doty, you can't march in the feast parade. Right. Eric Lesser being a state senator, could march in the feast parade. Right. Get what I'm saying? Right. So there were other people that were running for office that are elected officials that didn't come down at all and didn't even take that opportunity. Now, like Diana Zaga was in the feast parade, but she was there for two nights. She was right. there two nights in a row, and she came on here with us. Right. She waited around to come on here with us. But, like, you know. Where was Galvin? Where was, yeah, where was Galvin? Where was Bill Galvin? He certainly knows about it. Where was it, his opponent? Where was his, uh, Tanisha Sullivan? Sullivan. Tanisha Sullivan. She wasn't here. Um. What about the AG candidates? So Andrea Campbell was there. Yep, I saw there. I saw Andrea Campbell. I got to talk to her for a little bit. Um, I actually I saw her a couple months ago um, down when she was down in Fall River and she got the endorsement of Joe again, Kennedy. Folks, I'm doing this on purpose because I want you people to know who, who, who's who here came. and who's not. Yeah, right. right. You, 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 the chances of you seeing someone there is remote. You might not have been there at the same time they were there. Yeah. If you went, but but we know who was there and we know who was. I would have known if at least one of the other candidates was there. I would right. have known. Uh, I didn't see Quentin Palfrey. Quentin Palfrey is going to come on the show in a couple right. weeks. I didn't see him there, and I would have known if he was coming. Um, I didn't see Shannon Lisworth in there or hear about her going there either. No, I didn't either. Uh, Andrea Campbell did come again. I did. I did get a chance to talk to her for a few minutes. Right. So she was there. Uh, she actually made a special trip because she was. She was campaigning with, yeah. in Boston with Healy. Right. And in fact, I was talking to her uh, Healy's press person. I said, uh, "I said, is Andrea coming down?" Right. And she said, well, "I'm not sure." And she goes, "Oh, actually, she's right here." Right. So she made that trip on her own. Right. right? So she made that. She didn't make. She's like, "Oh, I'll just ride with Healy." She made that trip on her own down here to to uh, you know to meet people. Or in the area and talk to them and talk about her campaign. So, uh, again, yeah, Kim Driscoll was here uh, on Friday. She okay. was there for uh, a uh, one South Coast chamber mixer that Councilor Abreu put on. And I believe Councilor Abreu uh, endorsed her. Uh, and Dinah DeZaglio was here for two, again, two nights. One night she was here with us afterwards. Right. Uh, Anthony Amori was here. Uh, he he came down. Right. He did a walk with Sheriff Hodgson around the feast grounds, and then he came on our program to talk to us with for an hour. Right. So he was down here. Um, we're miss if we're missing anybody. So I didn't see Chris Dempsey here. I would have seen Chris Dempsey here because he's six seven. Right. So right. I didn't see Chris Dempsey here, and I like I like Chris. I just I, I don't know why he wasn't down here. Um, I didn't see. Uh, Tammy Gavea, who's going to be in the show in a week or two. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't see, see her either. Who, who, I didn't see any any social media presence on. And again, just because we didn't see you there physically doesn't mean you, you didn't you didn't show up and put. You could have put it on social media, but the fact that you didn't even have it on social media means you weren't <laughs> you here. Dumb So where's where was Jesse Brown? I was thinking the same thing. Right, he's running. I was for thinking Congress. the same thing. Keating, I don't know if he made the ballot. Or Keating not. gets a pass because he's in he's in D.C. and he's right. elected yes. anyway. And he, I've seen Keating here before. Keating there before. Yes, so have I. But he's he's down in D.C. But right. where was I? Thought the same thing. Where was Jesse Brown? Where was Jesse Brown? He's running for Congress. Yeah, um, 
from the Cape and in, in, in our area. I didn't see any of the sheriff candidates. Um, uh, I saw Nick Bernier, by the way. He was the only one of the Democratic sheriff candidates that I saw. Again, I didn't crazy, see Haru. Right? I did. Haru had some visibility in the parade. There were people standing out there with signs for okay. Haru. I didn't see him personally. The Communist he's, Party. He's a mayor. He's a mayor. He might have. I and I know. I know there was some people going up to Attleboro for something. So maybe he had something else going on. I don't know. But yeah. Again, uh, I didn't. I didn't see him. Him there either. Well, Attleboro is barely. Attleboro is a, a long way away. Really. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me that he couldn't really make the trip. Which, it's an hour. Yeah, it's an hour. That, that's a lesser. Le, le, lesser made it a two-hour trip. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, did, Kim Driscoll, Rhode Island. Kim Driscoll came down from Salem. Right. But I'm, I just mean on a day-to-day basis, you'd, you'll never see him if he gets elected sheriff anyway. He's, yeah. Right. Attleboro's a long way away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I used to work in Attleboro, and you could say you can't get there from here. You got to drive through Providence. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So um, that's just one. Plus, I don't think people from. New Bedford are going to vote for someone from Attleboro anyway, but um, the um, the sheriff, you know, the sheriff's always there. Um, sheriff was there, yeah. He's always there. He enjoys it. Um, look, the sheriff likes people. That's the thing. That's the other thing. Marcus, this is the thing that, that I'm curious about, right? If you don't show up to the feast, is it because you don't really like being around people? Yeah. I mean, I, know, I, don't, I don't mean to be picky about it, but... I mean, everyone there is great. Everyone yeah. loves you there. That you know, it's a fun event. There's, there's two things like, like an elitist attitude. I don't know. That's that's what I was. That's exactly what I was thinking. Right. That's it's my the thought. elitist attitude because I'm thinking it's if you don't like being around people while you're running for office, but it's you want do you power. not like you want being power. Around, do you not like yeah do you not like being around these people right is that it I'm, I'm it's, it's I know it does look. It's not, or do you not know about the importance of the feast to this region and really to the Commonwealth? And then, then again, you're a dumb dumb. Well, you don't have anybody advising you that no. I mean, you, I mean, come on, you got to have a South Coast guy on your team, right? Yeah, right. You got to have someone who says no. You got to be at the feast and you listen to him, right? Yes. But the um, and there's plenty of those people around. And we're political animals around here, right? Yeah, right. So the um, someone could have hired me. You could have hired Marcus. He's available. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the fact is that, and again. I hesitate to say this, but I guess I didn't. But the um, is, didn't it, is it that you have an elitist attitude that you you don't want to go to a festival? Yeah. you don't want to go to a feast in New Bedford. Now I got to tell you something. I got a good friend of mine. He happened to come visit me this weekend. Um, he was up to visit his parents. He lives in Pennsylvania now, um, but he grew up in Winthrop, and um, he used to come down. I lived in Freetown when we first were yeah. friends. So he'd been to my house in Freetown, my, my parents' house in Freetown um, in the past, but he'd never been to New Bedford before, right? Right. So he said, hey, take me for a tour of New Bedford and Fairhaven. He lives in Pennsylvania now, and he was a journalist. Now he's a, in PR. But um, So we drove around here, right? Now, again, yeah. he's got a journalist eye. I, was, I, said, I texted this actually to Mayor, Mayor, Mayor uh, Mitchell uh, uh, over, over the weekend because it's my friend Sam Kennedy. And um, Sam, first of all, is just... just um, was tell, he goes. He goes. I can't believe that Frederick Douglass lived here. And he said. He said. You know. Um, he had to be reading, listening to Frederick Douglass's book on tape right now. And he said to me, he grew up in Winthrop. He said, I can't believe I never came here, never knew the Frederick Douglass right. connection, right? That type of stuff. So he said to me, after driving around with a journalist, I he said, this is clearly a city on the uptake. Right? Yeah. He said that. He goes, this is clearly a city on the uptake. We we drove around. We were looking at all the houses. And, yeah. You know, we just we, we had no particular purpose. We, we didn't go to the feast because he wasn't here for that. He wanted to see the, the waterfront, the you know the area in there. Took him around Fairhaven as well. But he just said to me, "This is clearly a region on the uptake, right?" Yeah. Here's a kid who lives in his father lives in Winthrop still, you know, and he was up in the Boston area around there. Which, if you're not familiar with where Winthrop is, it's like it's right across.
across the water from the airport, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's East Boston. Right? Yeah. In fact, as he joked, he said to me when I said to him, I go, well, I was showing him the fort, right, uh, Fort Taba. I said, this is, it was written by Rob, built by Robert E. Lee. And I said, you know, there is a sewage treatment plant. And he goes, I love those, Chris. You remember, I live right by Deer Island, right? That's right. where the big Boston sewage treatment plant is, right? Yeah. So the, um, but I thought it was nice to bring a stranger from out of the area mm-hmm. who had an absolutely fantastic time looking around, just, drew, just yeah. doing windshield research, right, just driving around and with a journalist's eye. And he said to me, this is clearly a city on the uptake. I, yeah. I like that. And even, you know, like my conversation with uh, with A.G. Healy, which you can read on WBSM.com, she recognized and she, you know, phrased it through Mitchell's leadership, but said there's a lot of positive developments happening right. and, you know, mentioning offshore wind. So, uh, yeah, if you, again, if you can't so recognize if you didn't, that. If you didn't come down for the weekend. I, I do want to say, and I want to mention everybody that I saw there that was running for office because um, I feel like it's it's the right thing to do i did see i saw all of our new bedford delegation there schmid you know schmid marky um yeah, Schm- i saw marky with healy that was on social media too. yeah so i was talking to Mar- uh, chris marky for a while he uh with with when healy and, and campbell were, were touring the feast grounds uh bill strauss was there chris Hendricks, tony cabral uh paul schmid was there evan gendro who's running against paul schmid was there okay. so i saw him I, again i saw bernie who's running against uh sheriff hodge i didn't see the other two democrats uh, there, so um, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anybody, and I think I mentioned everyone in the last like twenty right, minutes. Right? No, I think that's I think that's that's very fair, Marcus. Um, the uh, the fact of the matter is is that it's an enjoyable event, yeah, and it's um it's it's an opening, it's a welcoming event. It's the flagship cultural celebration of the region, and <laughs> if like you're that. if you're not here, I can only assume that you're not smart enough to know that it's a big deal, or you don't care. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBSN. Hey, man. What's up, Chris? What's going on, bro? You know, I'm just, uh, I'm feeling a little bit better. I had that, you know, like, I don't want to call it a feast hangover because I really didn't drink all that much. Right. You know, you, you, you don't. It's a, it's a dose of dopamine that, that, that you, that you lost. Yeah, that's exactly you what know, it is. It, it coursed through your body and now it's gone. Right. And, and you have the, you have the after effect of that. That's exactly what it is. Cause for me, it's a, it's more of a. It's become over the last few years, especially like a more personal thing for me, the, the feast, because um, as again, I'll say it again, because uh, I think it's the perfect way to define it. One, it's the flagship cultural celebration of the I like region. That. I like that. Yeah. Uh, it is something that my family's been involved with for uh, about 100 years. Um, I think the first person to serve in the feast was in 1918. The the feast was founded in 1915. So, um, yeah. So the, actually on the 100th anniversary of the feast, which is in uh, 2014, my aunt had made a shirt of all, all the members of our family that had served in the feast over the last 100 years, which I thought was pretty cool. And I still nice. have it. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember when I traditions told, are important. When traditions I, are important. When I my grand my grandfather was still alive when I told him I was going to serve in the feast, and he had the biggest smile. Really, you know, yeah, it was cool. really cool. Yeah, it was really it was really cool. Um, you know, I, I took a picture in the I was in the clubhouse on Sunday night because I'm serving in the feast committee next year. Okay, which is I you know you can only do it once every five years. It's a great honor. I'm actually working on trying to get other members of the Pharaoh family to to serve with me, right? Because that's usually how people do it. They usually get you know one year's the whatever the Catinos and one year's the Nebs, which we're you know I'm serving with, right? Okay, so you usually get members of your family to serve with you. Okay, so I'm working on that. But in, in the clubhouse. 
uh, in the clubhouse, I, there was a picture of the 1980 Feast Committee, and my dad's there. 20, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> 22 that's awesome, years man. old. Yeah, so it was cool. So I took a picture of him. He's got a big fro and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really something cool, and it's really something, it's special. It's, 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 um, it, you know, you have, it raises a lot of money for charity. People come from all over the world. Right. Oh, you people know, love it. People love it. They look, can, look, it's, it's funny that I was talking with a couple of women about it who, who, um, they had no idea about the, the importance of Madeira wine, for instance. You wrote a column about it. Yes. Um, the, um, and I, yeah, just because I think it's really cool. And I talk about, look, the, you know, I remember reading a book about, about the founding fathers and, and happened to mention Madeira wine. Yeah. It, right. And, uh, and you can read more about it at WBSM.com. But, um, you know, and they said, really, you know, they, they're Portuguese. But they, did, they didn't know that about the, the link. You know, I said, yeah, I said you know, it's the drink of liberty, right? Madeira it wine. Is. And, um, quite literally. Right. <laughs> so, so the, um, the festival is, is is just it's a very important as you said, Marcus. How do you say it? The flagship cultural celebration of the South Coast. It really is. It really and, is. And and the flagship cultural celebration of the the Portuguese community worldwide because it's the largest Portuguese feast in the world. Uh, it's it's adopted from a similar feast that they had in Madeira. Actually, so my understanding is it's the only one outside of Madeira that gets the casks of the it wine. Is. Um, which is a you know which is a big honor. Yeah. And look, let's face it: the Portuguese community is married into every other community, and every other community is married into the Portuguese community. Yeah. So it's not simply it's it's very much obviously a Portuguese religious festival, but it greatly involves all kinds of other cultures now over the years, and so it just it really it's a great event. And, and the and the history of the wine I think is important because um, you know the founding fathers had a great affinity for it. Uh, it was made in a way. That gave it like a unique flavoring. First of all, it's a fortified wine, which means uh, it's uh, it's made watch with brandy. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, right. Watch <laughs> out. It's made with brandy. It's a fortified wine. And it was done that way to survive long intrepids through, you know, tropical areas on ships. And actually, the temperatures in the ships where the barrels were stored became part of the production that's what right. gave it its longevity and unique flavoring and that's what's replicated uh in the production of the wine today okay so uh the founding fathers really liked it essentially what happened was uh the british crown was trying to stop smugglers in boston harbor uh seized john hancock's ship in 1968 which led to those you know liberty riots that happened which right. led to the which led to british uh troops be occupying boston harbor which led to the boston massacre which led to people souring on the crown and so on and so forth and when everything came to a head in 1976 uh when they signed the declaration of independence they the official toast they toasted with uh, Madeira wine, right? George Washington was said to have drank one uh, bottle every day, even <laughs> including his presidency. So it's amazing how much they drank back then compared, yeah. to, compared to today. John Adams has a story about how um, uh, Abigail Adams got out over her skis and embarrassed him in front of everybody off a bottle of Madeira wine. Speaking of John Adams, the author of the famous John Adams biography just died. Oh, uh, uh, McCullum. Yes, right. Um, right. David McCullum, who, yeah. who, who he died right here in Massachusetts. He lived mm -hmm. on the on the vineyard for years, and uh, he died apparently in. Um, one of the South Shore areas, it must have been in the hospital, oh. um, but he just died. Uh, they just announced it tonight. Uh, that's a great book, um, John Adams. The um, so they made a they made a, a mini series, series with uh, Paul Giamatti. They did, they did. Yeah. The um, who's who's in a great movie about wine? Movies that oh, was it sideways? Sideways, yeah, yeah. sideways, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, the um, so Marcus, we had a, I thought a very good crowd this weekend great for the crowd. feast. Very little little trouble. 
Um, no trouble at all. I want to, um, I mean, again, 10 arrests is what I consider statistically no trouble at all. I agree. No, I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I want to give a, a shout out to the parking lot. So we get, <laughs> we got, we get the part. So my, my whole thing is doing the parking lot, right. parking cars. And at first, when I first got the assignment, I wasn't happy about it. It's okay. when I was serving, but then I grew to really enjoy it for a couple reasons. One, uh, sometimes I don't want to be up in all that stuff, right? Right. Two, you get to you know have a good crew together and all of that, and it's you you, you have a lot of fun. Three, you know you shut down the lot around ten ten thirty, then you can go up and you're just you just you just can go for it, right? Okay. You don't have to worry about it. So if you're volunteering, you know if you're a volunteer, if you're serving, if you're serving, you get free food and you know drinks all weekend. Okay, so you can just go up and have at it afterwards after okay. it's closed. So I like it, but I wanted to give. Uh, commemoration to to the parking lot, uh, the parking lot crew who had record numbers, you know, multiple nights of of lots and lots of you know lots and lots of cars parked. Uh, when I was there on Saturday, in fact, um, the lot was full at like six thirty, which was unprecedented. It's never happened before. So Carl Alves, I wasn't again, I wasn't there as much because I had other obligations. I was there when I could be, but Carl Alves did a great job. Uh, Carl Alves. Lou Texera, his kids, their kids, um, you know, Carl's son, Christian, um, my cousins, and uh, Carl's friend, Nick. They all just did such a great job down there in the parking lot. Right. Again, bringing in a lot of money that will help um, local charities. And and we're going to do it again next year. So I was just really uh, excited about that. Yay, parking lot. You guys yeah, I know. It's, it's every, so everybody, like, you know, that's the other thing. Everybody's like... Oh yeah, poor you, Marcus. You got to do the parking lot, and you know, really, you know. I was like, I, it's fine. I like it. You know, I was like, I, I actually like it. I enjoy it. So the um, the, look, the feast is a, is, is a great event, and it, as I said, very little trouble. I was, you know, I had the scanner on, so I got a, I got a full view of trouble or lack of trouble, um, because it doesn't happen if it didn't go over the scanner. Mm -hmm. And um, very interesting night. They they had one incident with the drones. You can see about that at wbsm.com, which I thought was amazing, Marcus. That they were able to tell where the drone was, where the operator yeah. was standing. Okay, uh, they saw the drone. They located the drone above the feast. It wasn't doing anything wrong except being over the feast. Right. And um, and it um, it it, it uh, they were able to locate the guy and, and figure out right away there was no problem. Um, I, I don't even imagine the person who had the drone knew it was a problem, yeah. right? Uh, as, as for ten arrests, I agree with you. Statistically, it's not even it's nothing. I would also say that let's 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 give credit to the New Bedford police. Um, we're showing yeah. a lot of restraint, right? Because obviously, wherever there's alcohol, there is, there is going to be problems. Jerks. It's just the way it is, right? Yeah. And um, there there are times for arrests, and there are times not for arrests, yeah. right? There are times that when 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 enough can be a, a stern look or a hey, yeah. time time to go home type of thing. Um, but but that wasn't the you know they they did they did that enough that they didn't have to arrest a lot of people yeah. and again arresting someone uh, it would ruins their whole day and, yeah. and it also you know the friends around it can cause a problem right yeah so they I could tell from the scanner that intelligence units were on top of it they were looking for who was potentially troublemakers they were directing traffic there they did have some issues it's not surprising um, with some over over consumption. Um, yeah, that happens all the time. And it was generally females. That's what I heard on the scanner. You know, they have to send the EMS. I would think to myself, what are you going to do? Would you get black coffee? And You know, I yeah, don't know, right? right? I They're don't know They're just drunk, either. you know? So you had that. I thought that was very good. Um, you had a, a big amount of money raised, right, Marcus? Yes. An enormous amount of money. An enormous amount of money that's raised that, again, will be... Uh, stays local. 
stays local. Local charities, local scholarships. A lot of uh, there's a lot of scholarships that get handed out um, to to people out there. Uh, there's um, there's nonprofits that can apply for grants. There's all kinds of stuff that they offer. I remember when my um, I remember when my father had passed, they gave uh, $500 in his name actually to a um, uh, the charity that my uh, the the nonprofit that my mother had started um, us uh, a couple years back that we're still working on now. So uh, it's really they do a lot of uh, they do a lot of amazing work. You know, um, they all locally, all locally. Primarily. So that's why it always you know always bugs me when people are like oh I'm too cool for the feast or you know, I remember one one time someone posted um, I didn't go to the feast because I'm an adult and I'm over it. I'm like there's plenty of like people that are much more older, mature, and successful than you are that are at the feast having a good time. The governor, governor Baker, the governor, for example, the governor is old and mature, right? And he's at the feast, and it's like, are you better than the governor of the the Commonwealth? You might think you are. I don't think you are. And Look, when I was a kid, you know, we really enjoyed it. When I was a little kid, you know, go my parents yeah. take us there, get our faces painted, all that stuff. You go on the rides. I mean, look, it's also a relatively inexpensive weekend. Yeah. If you know, if you're not, if you're not, particularly, if, you know, if you want to take your kids, look, if you're going to go, you want to, you know, you you can spend as much money as you want, but right. you can get in and out of there. If it doesn't cost you anything to get in, the ride's not that expensive, the yeah. food's not that expensive. Um, you get your faces painted. The musical acts all free. They're the musical all acts are musical. the musical acts are great. The Journey Band on Friday was really good. I didn't get to see get the let out. I didn't go in at night on Thursday. I just went to the opening ceremony, but the musical acts were. Um, Really good uh, throughout the weekend. So I'll never forget the Green Day cover band, though. About And then people still talk about it. About 15, almost 20 years ago, there was a Green Day cover band that played, and they were amazing. And it's still my favorite act to this day. That and the last time the feast was on, Scott Stapp from Creed, he was amazing. He was fantastic. He killed he it. Dead? Scott Stapp? I don't know. From Creed? No, oh, Creed. Oh. oh, I was thinking uh, from um, Scott uh, from... Uh from uh, the, he's dead now. Uh, the guy from one of the other bands from that era, Scott. In the what? In the late nineties? Nineties, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. But folks, I've I've had some people asking me if we're gonna uh, texting me. We're gonna talk about the Mar-a-Lago race, um, raid. And I, I my 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 response is this: We opened up with it. We broke the news here in WBSM at seven o'clock. We had the, we had the statement from Donald Trump. But up until then. We still haven't got any I'll, new news. I'll, I'll tell you. No I'll new news. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Yep. If we get some new stuff during the break. Right. We'll let you, we'll let you guys know. All right. Sounds good. Right 508-996-0500. Listen to us live. Back to South Coast tonight. So, Chris, I mean, so what we have is basically the Justice Department has two investigations that are connected to Trump. We're talking about the Mar-a-Lago raid. The FBI made, raided Mar-a-Lago. Again, we, we, our position on this is... There's really nothing new, and if when there is, we'll let you know. Right, right. There's two investigations. The story is, literally broke at the start of our show. W- so. one, one, is, one is the January 6th thing, right. and the other is the handling of classified documents. Right. This investigation is said to be, this raid is said to be connected to the latter, the, the, um, the, the classified documents. The National Archives uh, said... At least 15 boxes of White House records were recovered from Trump's Lamar Lago Resort, some that were classified. Um, they said in April and May, aides to Trump and Mar Lago were interviewed by FBI as part of a probe in the handling of presidential records, according to a source familiar with the rec- uh, matter. So maybe that there are 
records that were part of the National Archives that, that he has or right. records that were maybe duplicated without authorization. Right. But what, what's interesting about all this is that the president is the is the keeper of the records, classified records. He can declassify any record he wants. For whatever reason he wants. Right. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. So when he took him to Mar-a-Lago, that was totally legitimate that he did mm -hmm. that, right? The fact that the FBI is raiding the president, the former president's home, looking for formally classified documents, seems to me to be incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. The uh, again, this is the type of stuff that can generally be accomplished with a phone call, right? Yeah. And particularly if they know the documents they're looking for. It's, it's, though, there's been cooperation in this particular investigation going back to the spring. Yeah. The, the president had documents that it apparently should have returned to the classified, to, to, the, to, to the National Archives. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's what we know. My, my, you know, what we're saying is, you know, the, you're right, the president has almost, you know, absolute authority and control over classified documents right. and can declassify them. I guess the fact that maybe it's that... He had those documents in his control, and while he had them in his control while he was president, that was legally oh, permissible. Right. But as soon as he became not president anymore, and he never actually, uh, as president, declassified those documents, made the the official like uh, you know executive order or whatever to declassify right. those document, uh, documents, then it became an inappropriate handling of those documents. So. The, and and therefore the FBI has to use a no knock warrant to get into his house. It's you know what's amazing, funny too? Right? It's it's this FBI director was uh, was his appointee. Right. He fired Comey. Right. Right. Appointed this guy. Well, I mean, they had to get Senate approved. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Either so way, Republican year, Senate. It's a ten year um yeah ten year, ten -year term, ten -year but term, the right? president can fire you. And it was a Republican Senate when this guy got uh, appointed to. So but not a you you have a situation where. It is absolutely incredible to me that then this is this is the problem, man. Is that a no-knock warrant is as serious as it gets, right? You're talking about a guy who has Secret Service protection. They know where he is at all times, right? They know where he is mm -hmm. at all times. In fact, it it is, and again, it's fog of war. It's a matter of national security to know where he is at all right? times. Right? I don't yeah. want to hear tomorrow that I was wrong about this, wrong about that. Because we're wrong. We could be wrong about the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. I mean, the reality of it is, is that we're just finding out about it right now. Yeah. But the president of the United States, the reason they may have done the raid today and not yesterday is because he's not there. Right. He's not there. So Marcus and I were Again, talking about it had to be coordination. Right. Marcus and I were talking about the fact that. They just can't. The FBI can just drive up to your house, but they can't just drive up to the, pre, the former president's house because he has Secret Service mm -hmm. agents, right? They're going to stop the FBI in some way. They might not even realize it's the FBI and stop them, right. right? There could be a real problem. So the fact that that didn't go on means that they obviously coordinated with the with the, with the Secret Service. Maybe they maybe they did it because the president was going to be there. That made it might probably made it easier. But what we're finding out is that. They, they went into the president's house. He wasn't there. They went into his safe. We're learning that. Yeah, and they, they, the well, they focused in personal areas like his offices, right. um, his office areas in particular. We know that. So that means, you know, that, that corroborates that it's, that it's documents that they're looking for, like specific documents, because that's where would you keep them beside your offices, right? And in, 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 a, in, a, in something like a safe. And I guess the question, do we know what the records are? No. I, we don't yet. So that's pretty important to know. Well, so, so were they records, <clears throat> and, and we'll find all this later,
But they went. But Marcus, and I think this is important. We, we talked about this at the start of the show when we learned about this. But um, and again, we have limited information, folks. But Marcus, obviously, they they used they had a warrant, mm-hmm. right? So they had to go to a judge to get a warrant, right? Yep. But it would have been a federal judge. Yes. Yes. So a federal judge had to review the documents. Um, when I say the documents, I don't mean to confuse it, but review the information, the evidence the FBI had, right? Mm-hmm. The FBI says, look, we need this no-knock warrant. They have to sign off on it. So they had to prove some things to a judge, right? Explain Yeah, that. they had to prove that there was they had to prove they had to have a show of um probable cause that a crime's being committed and that evidence of the crime is is in is at the place where they want to search. And it could be in jeopardy, right? Yes. And so they have to basically how it works here in like the state level, you know, or the, the you know, the, the state level here in Massachusetts, you know, when there's a warrant a warrant executed, the first when you have a case that's a search warrant case you go and grab that warrant affidavit, okay. which is usually at the clerk's office. You right. go grab the warrant affidavit, and you read it to make sure that there's nothing in there that's us- that is like, oh, okay, well, this isn't appropriate, that's inappropriate, or okay. this isn't mentioned. That's my-. you know, like you make sure that everything, all the, all the, you make sure that it's that it's constitutionally sound. I'll say, okay. right? Yeah. And so, um, I imagine that the warrant affidavit, which contains, you know, might have some supplementary documents attached to it, or might have some evidence attached to it, okay. uh, is very thorough. And I imagine if a judge is going to sign off on this, um, they're going to, on the search of a former president's home, they're really going to make sure it's very thorough. And one would hope we're going to probably see the warrant affidavit one day. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast tonight with Chris and Marcus. Vote. Um, Chris, Chris Matthews, Matthews yeah. Keith Olbermann, Keith, Keith Olbermann, I thought was great. Uh, I mean, I, I like Michael you know, Savage, Michael Savage, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Carlson. <laughs> Tucker Carlson yeah. was on MSNBC. Yeah. The, uh, uh, look, I I still think as far as for opinion, um, I think a lot of the places have gone a burnt out on opinion. But yeah. I think for news gathering, CNN is fantastic. It's what I turned to when, when the story first broke, Marcus. But yeah. Um, I think the a lot of the opinion stuff, and right now the reason we're not talking too much about the Trump stuff is we don't have anything to say. We don't have anything else, and I, and I don't want to be way out there on the limb. We just know what the president told us, and, and, the, and the, the president's statement is that not only did they ra- 